Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Tom Knight. He's the chairman of the Healthcare Diversion Network. The Healthcare Diversion Network aims to reduce drug diversion in healthcare by providing a national network for reporting diversion incidents, information to raise awareness about past diversions, as well as education and best practices to prevent future diversion. It's a big problem. I uh, even even uh, you know happening as people go check out houses, uh, real estate, you know, in in the clinic, in hospitals. You name it, it's a problem that Tom and his team are doing an outstanding work to make awareness of and to put to a stop. So with that, I wanna uh, give Tom a warm welcome, but I also wanna tell you that uh, he's uh, also got an incredible superpower of getting to all of the uh, baseball stadiums in the country. He's been to all 30. (laughs) And so uh, with that, I wanna give Tom a warm welcome. Tom, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, Saul, and excited to talk with you and share with your listeners what what we're doing at healthcarediversion.org. Absolutely, Tom. Now, tell me something. uh, What is it that got you interested in this problem? Yeah, it actually dates back about 20 years. Uh, I'm an entrepreneur and an engineer, and we've been using software to track medication inventory across the whole supply chain. And as I've been reading the headlines about our nation's opioid crisis, I've been struck that a lot of drugs are being stolen, uh, either by people who use them themselves or are selling them to others. And that's leading to an even larger addiction issue. So I realized that the technology that we had for tracking those medications might be useful for preventing those same medications from being stolen. And as I learned more about the problem, I realized it's happening more often than most of us realize. And it's not just a technology question. We need as a country better awareness of how many of these cases are happening in our hospitals and our nursing homes. Even in home health situations, medications are being stolen. And that's why we started healthcarediversion.org, our nonprofit earlier this year, to bring to the table uh, not only folks like myself that might have some technology ideas, but also national policymakers, state level regulators, and clinicians and healthcare executives themselves. Um, I I feel like we gotta get diverse skill sets at the table uh, and come up with an approach that's gonna raise awareness of the problem and hopefully prevent these kind of thefts of medications in the future. Well, it's definitely uh, admirable work that that you guys are up to, Tom. And and so I'm curious what you believe is, is a way that you guys are doing it effectively. Like, you know, maybe you could share with us an example of how the organization's created results by doing things differently. Yeah, one thing we decided to do is build the nation's only database of all known drug diversion incidents in healthcare facilities. So when I say drug diversion, I mean the theft of medication. It's usually being stolen by people working in that facility, like a pharmacist or an anesthesiologist or a nurse. And so one big change that we're doing at Mm healthcarediversion.org is we're providing that national database on our website so that you can see all of the incidents and all the cases that have been reported around the country. Uh, We feel that that's going to open eyes as to just how often this is happening. And it's really all the way around the country. Uh, Just since we launched in May, we've got hundreds of cases 
um, at all kinds of different healthcare facilities in all corners of the country. And what we're finding just since we started in May is it's already raising awareness uh, in state uh, legislatures and federal policymakers and in C-suites at healthcare facilities when they see this is happening not only across the country, but it's happening in my backyard. So mm -hmm. we're going to continue to focus on that as a key part of our mission is to collect information on all these diversion incidents, um, share the right information so that people can see what's happening. Um, and uh, as we raise awareness of how often it's happening, we're hoping people come forward, organizations come forward and help us reduce the frequency that it happens and uh, help help uh, our health systems to avoid it in the future. Well, I think that's great, Tom. And, and um, I see the map here. And folks, if you're curious about the map and, you know, what's going on in your area, uh, you know, it's one to look at uh, <clears throat> diversions in every single state from Mississippi, Illinois, Michigan, Minnesota, South Dakota, California, Utah, you name it. It's all there. Uh, it's healthcarediversion.org. Go under incidents and click on that. You'll see the map. You'd be surprised. Um, so, so if, if you would say, Tom, what a win looks like all the way at the end, let's say you guys accomplished your mission, what, 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 what has to happen? Wow. It's going to take a long time to achieve the mission. Um, but we want to influence the amount, reduce the amount of diversion that's happening as soon as we can. Um, there's really three things that's going to have to happen. Number one, awareness of the problem, which is where the map comes in and the database. Mm -hmm. So people know this is happening maybe more than they realize. Uh, number two, we need to get some diverse stakeholders to the table. This is a complex problem. It's a mosaic of regulations at the federal and state level. Some states are doing things well in terms of regulation. Other states could really learn. Um, and we believe that by getting those diverse stakeholders to the table, we can start to come up with better policies, better regulations. Um, then the third thing is we really need leaders in healthcare organizations uh, to take the best practices that are required to reduce that diversion. Um, so that's adopting guidelines from great organizations that have published them, uh, like the Joint Commission or the American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, um, and basically lead within their healthcare facilities, their hospitals, their health systems, um, so that clinicians are aware that they have to reduce diversion. Um, and and we've, we believe that once we're aware and once we've got the right policies in place, healthcare leaders will do the right thing um, and invest uh, in the programs that produce, reduce diversion, educate their people, invest in the technology that's required. Um, and, and over those, those three activities, that's where we expect to achieve our mission to reduce drug diversion um, and, uh, and, and have more people aware of it so that it's, it's less likely to harm our communities, harm our health systems, harm our patients. Love it. Thanks for sharing that, Tom. Yeah, there's so much that we don't know. And then it becomes very real when it actually hits you at home, right, or, or, or a loved one. And, uh, and, and the thing is, if you're listening to this, it's probably hit you at home. And if it hasn't, then probably somebody close to you. So it's a very real problem and, and admirable that, that Tom and his team are, are doing what they're doing. Um, and, and healthcare diversion is a, is a nonprofit, right, Tom? It is. And we formed it as a nonprofit because as a nonprofit, we can do public-private partnerships. 
where we, we get federal policymakers, state policymakers and regulators, and private organizations like health systems uh, and other interested groups all to the table together to collaborate and share best practices. Love it. Yeah, you don't you don't have a you don't have a financial interest in in any of the the things that you're doing. You could get government involved and uh, get these policymakers to start doing something about it. Yeah, and the response so far has been outstanding. We're really pleased. Has it been? Yeah. So, for awesome. example, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention (CDC), which is here in our hometown of Atlanta, has already joined our advisory board. They're fully supportive they actually see diversion as a leading cause of healthcare acquired infections. Uh, someone who's diverting can injure their patients. And so they came forward and said, we want a seat at the table so that we can be part of the solution and prevent those kind of infections and prevent those kind of patient injuries. Um, help me, and we're, and we're help me connect the dots on that, Tom. So, so how, how, is the, how is a diversion leading to a, an uh, healthcare acquired infection? Yeah. So the, sadly, if someone's uh, stealing medications like uh -huh. an opioid or a narcotic, they're usually addicted and mm -hmm. they're usually to the point where when they steal them, they actually inject them uh, into their own arm while they're working. Uh, oh. that's, that's the, the nature of addiction. They might be feeling withdrawal. So they'll go into the bathroom and they'll inject themselves with the fentanyl that was supposed to go into a patient. Oh. So then they have to cover their tracks. So they'll replace the medication with something that looks like it, like water, yeah. uh, certainly non-sterile. Um, and unfortunately, that often then gets injected into the patient. And that person, being a drug user, has an infectious disease like, wow. like HIV or hepatitis C. Or they might just introduce a, a bacterial infection because they've put tap water into a patient's arm right. now. Right. And so that's, that's the example that CDC all sees all the time. They're constantly having to get on planes because a hospital in Washington or a hospital in Michigan or a hospital in New Hampshire has just had this kind of infectious disease outbreak. And you could have thousands of people that need now to be tested because one healthcare provider uh, has been found out to be diverting. Wow. On our advisory board, we have a, a really courageous woman and a patient safety advocate, Lauren Lolini, mm -hmm. who was actually infected with hepatitis C at her hospital in Colorado when she went in for routine surgery. Wow. And, and so her story and others like it are part of what we're spreading information about to raise awareness of the risks uh, to patients from diversion. Wow. Well, I'm glad I asked Tom because I'm sure I wasn't the only one that didn't know the depth of, of, of what was going on there. And I appreciate you bringing awareness to everybody listening today. It's a problem beyond what we understand. And so what would you say as you guys have, you know, because I, this is really interesting, right? I mean, you've built a, a very cool platform. You've used your engineering skills. You guys have, have, you know, touched the right people that care about this topic, but it hasn't all been easy or seamless. I'd love if you could just share uh, a setback and what you learned from it that's helped you be successful. Yeah, um, and, and this was part of my education when I brought this message about the nonprofit to healthcare leaders. Um, I was chatting at the time I remember uh, with the CEO of a mid-sized hospital about preventing diversion. And one of the challenges I ran into is um, 
that CEO had had a diversion incident in his hospital. And instead of uh, doing the right thing, which is to report that case to, in that case, the State Board of Pharmacy uh, and all the federal authorities that they could prevent that person from doing it again, uh, this CEO uh, decided not to report it. And it was, it was striking mm. to me to talk with that person to understand their motivation. Um, and it was a calculus that really disturbed me. Um, on the one hand, he said, uh, I can report this person and hopefully get them some help. They're probably addicted. Uh, I can prevent them from injuring one of their patients. Um, and and that's, that's a path that might lead to some bad publicity for my hospital and might lead to a little stigma for us in the community. Uh, on the other hand, I could just let this person quit, uh, not report them, um, and then the, I no longer have the problem in my hospital. And, and what we're trying to help that person understand is if they decide to just let them quit, which unfortunately was the decision that he and, and his colleagues made, that person is addicted. That person is likely just going to go right across town or right across the right. state lines, and they're going to start stealing in some other hospital, mm -hmm. putting other patients at risk, worsening their addiction. And, and really all they're doing by letting that person continue without getting help is just kicking the can, kicking the problem to somebody else. And right. if all of our hospital CEOs make that decision, uh, then all we're going to do is continue to perpetuate the problem. So that, it was actually that conversation that got me thinking about how we needed to bring healthcare executives to the table. We needed to bring the, the organizations that regulate those, that industry to the table to find a way that we can have those CEAs, CEOs make the right decision and say, well, even though it, it might be a temporary uh, piece of bad publicity for our hospital in the long run, it's the right solution to get this person help and to prevent this person from doing it elsewhere. Wow. That's, um, that's great. And, you know, I think about <clears throat> the fact, I mean, it's a fact we, you know, we are humans and, uh, you know, whether you're running an organization or just have a job somewhere, you want to look good. Mm -hmm. And what is the cost of looking good if it means harming patients? Mm -hmm. And so I think Tom, you, you know, you've, you've hit a, a really important, point here is that we need to go beyond looking good and 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 you know doing what's right uh so so what about one of your uh, proudest leadership experiences uh wow great question um we i was really pleased at our first advisory board meeting we just had it in september so just last month and it was our first official impaneling of our advisory board and it was a really great achievement for the organization and for me because at the advisory board, we had federal policymakers like the CDC. We had um, representatives from national organizations that are active in preventing drug diversion. We had healthcare executives, including a CEO who really wants proactively to lead on this issue. Uh, we had Lauren Lalini, who I mentioned as patient safety advocate. Um, and we had some clinicians on the line. We had a physician ethicist that was at a hospital that was a victim of a bad diversion incident. But the reason it was such a great achievement is for the first time we had all these people talking at the same time and sharing their experiences 
on uh, the risks of drug diversion and what we as a country need to do about it. And even though it was our first advisory board meeting, we already started coming up with some great ideas. And it just made me feel like we were doing the right thing. This nonprofit was founded at the right time. We were inviting the right stakeholders. Uh, and it was a great moment for us uh, and our young nonprofit to see these stakeholders can come together and come up with some creative approaches that'll reduce how often this is happening. Congratulations. That's, uh, that's just great that you were able to, to do that, Tom. And, and, and so, you know, I'm wondering, what, why are you so, so driven by this? Well, what's, why is this so important to you? We'd love to hear your story there. Uh, well, as an engineer, you know, I was trained to find ways to solve problems, which is a nice general job description for all engineers. <laughs> yeah. And, and I see our country really struggling uh, with our opioid epidemic. And, and I saw a lot of good progress on a lot of good fronts. There's a lot mm -hmm. of good people fighting the good fight. We're starting to see overdose uh, deaths decline. And of course, that'll be a long journey. Um, we're starting to see patients uh, getting the help they need um, or providers changing their prescribing patterns. Uh, but what really got me uh, passionate about mm -hmm. this area is I didn't see our country doing much at all to reduce the theft of medications outside of healthcare facilities, you know, by the people that are clinicians in those hospitals, those facilities. And I saw that the technology that we had developed to track those medications could really solve a problem and be a piece of the solution uh, to detect when those medications are being stolen. So as an engineer, I saw the problem, which is theft of drugs about out of every facility across the country. Uh, I saw there was a piece of the solution that I could provide, which was on the technology side. Um, but then I also saw that we needed leadership, uh, not just from me, but the others at organizations like I mentioned uh, that's really going to change the, how the country handles this problem. So uh, that's what's got me passionate is I see a problem uh, with the theft of these medications from thousands of facilities across the country. And I see that we've got the right technology and we've got the right people that we can solve the problem. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Tom. You bet. And so what about an exciting project? Like you guys are, are an exciting project, right? And so out of all the things that you're doing now, Tom, and the progress you guys are making, what would you say is the most exciting focus? Um, I'm, I'm personally really excited about some research that we're conducting that was funded by the National Institutes of Health. Um, they see this as a national problem and the National Institute on Drug Abuse uh, has provided a large research grant, and they've asked me to be the principal investigator on a national study to find better ways to detect drug diversion in healthcare facilities. So that's, in addition to the nonprofit, that's also keeping me very busy. Um, and I'm really excited because our original scope was going to be just seven hospitals across the country, and the, the interest has been overwhelming. We already have 29 that are part of the study with more and more being added every month. So Wow. Um, that, that's a chance for me to, to collaborate with hospitals around the country, find better ways to detect diversion. Um, and that's got me really excited and, and busy these days. That's very cool. Congratulations on that. It's, uh, it's a big need and, uh, and you've been tapped on the shoulder to, to help the country. So appreciate the work you're doing there. Well, it's certainly, it's a team effort. And, and uh, what we're doing is to 
um, kind of kind of spread what we're learning from a lot of different organizations across the country. So we're all as smart as best practices allow us to be. So Tom, uh, and and so I guess you're so busy. I bet that's how baseball kind of fits into this whole thing, right? You, you, <laughs> baseball helps you unplug. It, it is one way for me to unwind <laughs> and. Uh, I root for the Cincinnati Reds, where I grew up with the big, big red machine and the Atlanta Braves. Congrats and, on the Braves this season. We're going to say go Braves. We've got a tough <laughs> in the Cardinals. Um, but it's fun to watch the postseason, and I'm enjoying that time of year. That's awesome. So, uh, Tom, getting into the uh, lightning round, I got a couple questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book you recommend to the listeners. You ready? I'm ready. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Uh, I'd say focus on the patient. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Uh, medication errors and mismanagement, which is our focus when it comes to drug diversion. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? Uh, constantly looking for best practices and learning better ways to solve the problem. What's an area of focus that drives everything at healthcare diversion? Uh, reporting drug diversion incidents nationally. And, uh, and, you know, just a question there, uh, Tom. So who does the reporting? You know, the listeners are probably like, hmm, how do yeah. I report it? You uh, know, maybe you could shed some light on that. Yeah. So anyone can report an incident they're aware of. There's a button on every page of our website that says report an incident. They just Big click. Big and orange. Click, click that button and fill it out, uh, and we'll take that information, vet it, uh, make sure it's according to our, our de-identification policies, and it'll be on the map. Wow. Very cool. Again, folks, it's healthcarediversion.org, big orange button on the top right. If you need to report one, that's where you do it. Uh, what book would you recommend to our listeners, Tom? I love the Checklist Manifesto, Oh, which teaches a surgeon and other surgeons like him how to learn from other industries like the airline industry. Atul Gawanda. Yes, you know it's good. Awesome book. Yeah, if anybody hasn't read it, check it out. It's a wonderful read. And, uh, and so the other reminder to everybody listening, go to outcomesrocket.health. In the search bar, type in Tom Knight, K-N-I-G-H-T, or type in healthcare diversion. And you'll see all the show notes, an entire transcript of our conversation, and links to report an incident, along with anything else that we've discussed. So, Tom, this has been uh, a blast. Uh, appreciate you sharing your passion and the progress you've made. Leave us with the closing thought, and then the best place where the listeners could continue the conversation. Yeah, thanks, Saul. Really appreciate a chance to talk with you. My, my closing thought... Um, Research shows about 10% of our healthcare professionals uh, are stealing medications at one time. And what that means is in your neighborhood hospital, you can expect roughly 50 people in that hospital be stealing medications. And yet a typical hospital investigates fewer than five a year. So that tells you hmm. that the thefts are happening, the thefts are going undetected, and it's time for us to step up and make a change. And to learn more and to contact us or to contact me, just visit us at healthcarediversion.org. And there's a contact us form. We'd love to hear from you. Tom, I just want to say thank you again for what you and your team do to make America safer 
and, and our healthcare and uh, we're rooting for you guys. So thanks, thanks for everything and thanks for spending time with us here today. Thank you, Saul.